What's happening, guys? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. Oh my gosh, good stuff happening in life. Hey, have you ever felt overwhelmed? Too much going on in your personal life, in your in your business life, in your career, social events, trying to keep up with extracurricular activities, trying to maintain good relationships, uh, as well as your own health somehow, plus, you know, sanity. <laughs> um kind of what I want to talk about today. Uh, So guess what? Everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. And um, the question is, how do you use your 24 hours? Because there are people that have accomplished so much in life. You would think that they have more than 24 hours in a day, but the reality is they don't. Um, So how do they do it? What what do they do? Um, and the answer to that is pretty simple. They manage their time like bosses. But in order to manage your time... See, I used to think time management was such a simple concept. I used to think like, oh, okay, you just put it in your calendar. And you know about how much time this takes. And therefore, put it in for that block of time. And you should be able to do something after that block of time. Because that task will be done. <clears throat> There's so much more involved. There's this whole mental game involved with time management, you guys. There's a massive mental game that people don't... They don't often consider. There's two sides to the mental game when it comes to time management in order to maximize your 24 hours in a day. One side is that of burnout. You can schedule every minute of your day, and then at the end of the day, if you are burnt out, it is not good, right? in addition to obviously feeling like garbage, um, your quality of work, whatever tasks you're assigned to, will diminish. I actually had this happen to me um, just this last week. Um, Friday, man, I was was toast. I was so toast. And a large part of that is because, and this is why I'm bringing this topic up, by the way, is because I'm currently juggling a lot of things. And so I started thinking about this stuff. <laughs> anyway, so on Friday I was toast and I was supposed to write a couple emails and maybe even do a couple video recordings. And I sat there with a cursor on the blank Google Doc for I don't know how long. Just racking my brains. I would start a sentence. I did a couple sentences. I deleted it all. And guys, I usually don't have that kind of problem. And then what I usually do to fix that if I do have that problem is I... I raise my desk because when you stand up, the blood flow starts flowing better and you start coming up with ideas again. And even that didn't work. I was just so burnt out. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I could put some gibberish on a piece of paper, but is it really going to be that effective? No. Right. And I, and those emails are very, very important. One of the most important tasks I have for the day. And so I said, you know what? I know this email is supposed to go out this evening. (laughs) I'm like, but it's just not happening. So what I did is I rescheduled the email for Saturday night. And I took the the day off Friday, basically. Um, And today I'm recording this on the Saturday. And I got some errands to run. That's what I'm doing now. I've got to go to my mom's house. Um, I left my my bike there. I have a a bicycle. (laughs) I left my bike there um, for 
this last year since Oklahoma, and so I'm going to go get it. Because um, we're moving next week, or two weeks. In two weeks, we're all going to be completely moved out, and I want my bike with me. <coughs> so anyway, that's what we're doing now. Uh, but later today, I will write those emails, <laughs> because it is important. I may even record a couple videos, you know? Um, <coughs> so back to what I was saying. <laughs> the mental state of time management, one, is you don't want to burn yourself out. If you schedule yourself completely booked nonstop, you you very well may burn out, like I did last week, okay? Um, and which you might experience as you as you figure out your own uh, routine and stuff. The thing to remember, though, is that you have to listen to yourself if you are burnt out. See, especially if you're an entrepreneur, there, there's this there's this balance. Look, if you're an employee and you're there on a Friday and you are burnt out, um, you have no choice but to suffer through it. That's why it sucks being an employee. Uh, but as an entrepreneur, you have some freedom there. But a lot of people, what I hear from them is that they don't have freedom and that they're kind of a slave to their business. I disagree with you. Um, the way I look at it is I feel like business owners are partners with their business. Now hear me out because that sounds a little weird, right? Because a business is like a thing. It's a it's a piece of paper registered with the IRS, right? I mean, that's basically what it is. Um, but the reality is, what do they call a business? If you have a, a an LLC, or if you're in Canada, an LTD, if you have a, an S corporation here in the States, which is what I have, um, actually our prosperity movement itself is a C corporation. Um, so if you have any of those things, those things are actually called entities. And I always found the languaging there very impactful. It's an entity. So when people are like working their butts off to grow their business and they say that they're a slave to their business, you're not though. What you're doing is you're serving you're serving this entity. This is the way to look at it. You're serving the entity because the entity should have a mission. And if your business, your entity has a mission, your job, your time and service goes into fulfilling that mission. And the benefit of being a partner with your entity is that you're not a slave, is that you can be flexible. I was supposed to send out this email Friday night. I said, sorry, I'm going to have to make a pivot and do it Saturday night because I can, because I'm a partner to my business, the mission is still going to be fulfilled, right? And and that's that's a beauty, a beautiful flexibility that you may have. And we're going to talk about being a slave to the, the entity here in a minute. So anyway, so try your best to avoid burnout. And if you do experience burnout, walk away, take a break, make a decision because you're a partner with your entity. Okay. Now, that's only one side of mindset when it comes to time management is to avoid burnout and to walk away if you are burned out. The second mindset side of time management is by far the most common, by far one of the most trickiest ones to truly recognize, 
I was talking with a good friend of mine the other day who is experiencing this, has experienced it his entire life, currently experiencing it, and I shouldn't say entire life, but his entire business life, and uh, this guy, um, I, I think we were able to properly diagnose what's going on, so here's what happens, especially if you've got a family, if you've got kids, I did a thing once, <laughs> I always use, this podcast is very old, you guys, <laughs> and I did a podcast years ago about, <laughs> about why I'm super thrilled to be an entrepreneur with a family, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I don't have kids, I'm so glad, because now I have this flexibility, I have less expenses, I, I, like, I have more freedom to build my business, and they're not totally wrong there, but what I look at is motivation and inspiration, I don't know if I would have the inspiration to do what I have done, if I didn't have kids that depended on me, that I was responsible for, if it was just me, do you know how easy it would have been to quit, and so I did this podcast a long time ago about that, and, um, it got, it got some decent hits, but, um, I don't know what episode, don't even try to find it, it's, it's just not organized, (laughs) uh, somewhere in this podcast, many years ago, um, but, um, here's what happens with that, what happens is, if you're spending time on work, you feel guilty for not spending time with wife and kids, And then when you're spending time with wife and kids, you feel guilty for not working on your business. Especially if you have a team. If you're not a solopreneur, but you're like a a partnership or a team, like then you really feel guilty for not continuing to grow the business because they all depend on you. Like that's a level of responsibility, guys, that I, I have only experienced like starting last year. And, um... It was kind of rough at first, like, oof, I remember talking to my partners and just us being very like, oh my gosh, we're now responsible for all these people, <laughs> like, what do we do, <laughs> how, do how do we make sure we do this, <laughs> we need ideas, <clears throat> anyway, um, <laughs> what was I saying, right, guilt, um, there's a book out there, guys, that'll help with this a lot, and I'll talk about this book in a minute. It's called The Values Factor by Dr. John Demartini. The Values Factor. It has been a long time since I have read that. I actually got the book in person from Dr. John Demartini himself. Um, I had the privilege of being in the same room with him as he was uh, giving a, a lecture. And it was actually his last event that he ever did in his career. He retired right after that. Um, and... I'll tell you what, it was one of the best, one of the best speakers at any event I've ever been to. And I've been to many business events. This guy was full, like chock full of, of like one liner wisdom quotes. This guy has read thousands upon thousands of books in his career very intelligent person and he wrote a book called The Values Factor and there are full on business coaches that use 
this methodology, the values factor methodology, that are qualified, they have to go through training to teach it. And they use this values factor method in order to help business owners overcome their obstacles and challenges and trials and all those things. So essentially, here's what the values factor does. I'm going to simplify this, okay? There's a whole process involved to to consider all this stuff. What it does is it takes externally verifiable data, observations, environment, things around you. You know, like for example, one of the one of the questions might be like, what what do you have sitting on your desk? Like, is it books? Is it a bunch of like electronic gadgets, like phone stuff and and like a like a fitness watch and like like for example, mine has like a really fancy mouse, really fancy keyboard, <clears throat> really fancy computer speakers, and a gamepad and a mic two monitors, one of which is a curved monitor, and all these things, and so (laughs) you can see that, like, in my environment where I sit down, I got a fancy standing desk, um, it seems like I value technology, right, like, that's what it would look like, um, and that's very true, it's very true, but then it considers, like, where you spend your time, where does your time go, and then it considers, other things too. Um, and I don't know, I don't remember exactly every single one of the items. There's like 13 or 14 different questions that are asked that you answer. And then you look for a pattern. You look for similarities between all these questions. And what you end up with is you end up with a list of your top three values, what you value the most in your life. And this is where people get really upset with this methodology because the, the truth based on external data, the truth is that oftentimes, especially for business owners, this is male or female, okay? Business owners, oftentimes their family is not their top value, okay? It's not. And this is where the, the qualm that I have here is that the word value, I feel like, is the wrong word. Like, in some senses, it's the right word. In others, it's not. <clears throat> because what, what Dr. Martini goes into is he goes, if your family, if your kids are not, like, number one, or even number two or three, <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't love your kids. It also doesn't mean you don't prioritize your kids. And this is where he tries... To, like, and I don't remember his explanation here, but basically he's, he's defining value in a different way. Value is more of, is more of your, it's like, it's like what you use throughout the day. Anyway, it's basically, it is a very eye-opening exercise. You should get the book. You should just get the book because it's also eye-opening. Like, if you find that your time is never spent with kids, okay, well, maybe maybe I need to make some adjustments and be a partner with my entity instead of a slave to it, right? That's totally cool. Do you know what I figured out? As a single dad, I figured this out, okay? There's some, there's some major challenges being a single parent, which if you're listening and you are a single parent, you know, and you're just like, <laughs> you're like, Zach, welcome to, the, welcome to the show. Here's the problem that I have as a single parent. 
I have a babysitter for the day, which is my oldest son that, that that's still living at home. And he does a great job. He does a great job. I work from home. If absolutely necessary, I will come out. Sometimes if I just have a little break, I come out of my office and I say hey to the kids and I play with them for, you know, 10 minutes or so. And then I go back in and go to work. Okay. And then when I'm done with work, I go out there and I start making dinner. And then when I'm done with dinner, we all eat dinner. And then I put away everything. And then I wash dishes because I like to keep things really clean as best as I can. Sometimes I have to ignore that because something else came up or whatever. So then I'm doing dishes and then I finish that. And then I start picking up around the house and then the kids have evening chores and I make sure they do their evening chores. And then before you know it, it's basically bedtime. And I have a problem with this because to me, that's not okay. To me, that is putting my, I don't know, what do you call it? Housework responsibilities? Let's call it that. House, let's say house management responsibilities over spending quality time with my children. I don't like that at all. I think that's ridiculous. So what I started doing is I started not doing the dishes. <laughs> I know you guys are like, what the crap, Zach? No, listen to me. I started not doing the dishes every day, right? So yes, the sink looks like crap every other day, but it's worth it because now every other day I'm spending time with the kids where I'm actually hanging out with them, talking to them. Yesterday I went for a walk with Savannah. We went, there's a big lake called Lake Michigan here. And we went for a walk right along the lake because it's right by my house. And uh, it was great. <clears throat> a lot of fun. And I could do that. And then I came home and I played a couple of video games with my boys. All of them. All, all three of them that are at home. Um, isn't that amazing? That's, that's flexibility. See, that's where, that's where now my value system would shift. Right? In the values factor. Okay. So enough about the values factor. Let's just talk about this guilt thing. Okay. You should not be guilty. Oh, by the way, I'm also, I was going to hire an in-house nanny to cook dinners and do dishes <laughs> and, and uh, do some house management, we'll say. And um, I decided, you know what? I could pay for this in-house nanny or I could pay my oldest son and he would be getting like good money for that. And uh, he totally agreed to it. And um, so that's awesome. So now dishes will be done. And here's the thing that I told him is I'm like, obviously, you know, I don't want you to keep any secrets from your, your mom, my ex-wife. I'm like, however, if you do tell her about this pay increase that you got in your additional responsibilities, I'm letting you know right now she's going to judge you and she's going to judge me specifically. And she's going to say that all I'm trying to do is is put off my parental responsibilities. And see, this is where I would say my opinion is very different because I don't look at those chores as parental responsibilities. I look at those as household responsibilities. And parental responsibility is more about spending time with children, which is definitely what I'm doing now. So I'm actually increasing my parental responsibilities in a very healthy way. It's a win-win scenario. And uh, so anyway, I just... 
So anyway, I don't know if any of you listeners would have the same um, thought process there where you'd think like, hey, as as the dad, you should be doing the dishes. That's That's a whole load of BS is what that is, okay? There's absolutely no reason not to delegate that to somebody, whether it's an actual in-house nanny or your child. And I'm paying them, I'm paying them good, you guys. I'm paying them almost as much as I would a real in-house nanny. Not quite the same, though, because for them, they actually work hourly. And it's usually not even 40 hours a week. It's usually more like 20 hours a week. So, Orion does even less than that. Because, like, And in addition to that, when he's babysitting during the day, like he's not really... He doesn't need to do a whole lot, is my point. He's been more or less making sure everyone, no one's fighting and, like, that kind of thing. Changing a diaper here and there. Um, Like, that's really it. Other than that, he's on his phone, he's on his computer, he's watching a movie. Like, he's got, he's got, (laughs) of course, he has schoolwork to keep up with, too, and stuff like that. But my point is, he's, it's not like he's babysitting 24-7 or anything like that. He's enjoying life and getting paid while doing it. He's okay with it. Anyway, all right, enough about that. So guilt, here's the whole point of everything that I've been saying. Is what happens is people feel guilty about not spending time with their kids. And then they, on the flip side, they feel guilty about not spending time on their business. And so what I'm here to tell you is you can stop feeling guilty about those both of those things. What I want you to know, what I want you to do is I want you to discover your own purpose What's your purpose in life? I need you, you need you to figure that out. And the reason is because purpose is what will ultimately help you determine your time. Okay? And I mean this in every way, shape, and form. So I have several, I have a couple of purposes to my life. Um, I have the bit the biggest skill set that I have is that of learning. My second biggest skill set that I have is that of teaching. I'm not bad at teaching things. Now, this podcast might be an exception because I literally wing it on these podcasts. I have a topic I want to talk about. I don't have any kind of plan. I'm usually driving when I'm doing the podcast, so I'm kind of I'm not making it up as I go, but I'm expressing from my heart. Okay, this is like my natural call it the natural teaching side. Um, so anyway, if with those being my top two skill sets, I've got two purposes. Purpose number one, learn as many things as possible in order to make more money. Purpose number two, teach those things to other people, including and especially my kids. My daughter the other day had me listen to a song that's all about how reasons to get out of school, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and it was about, like, basically what does the school system not teach people that are, like, really, really important? Things like taxes and finances and budgeting and and uh, there's a whole, like, dealing with emotions and, and running a business potentially and coming up with valid business ideas or invalid business ideas and how to tell the difference. Like, there's like so much to learn in life. Relationships is a whole nother side of that, right? And um, health is another one. And so, so it's like all this stuff, 
that they don't teach in schools that they really ought to. And um, so I was like, dang, that's a list of things that I really need to focus on teaching my kids. So the other day I went over my budget with them so they could see how I budget and they could know that that's how they should also budget. Give me a second here. I am in the right lane. Okay. Sometimes I just have to double check what I'm doing here. Um, so I showed them the budget thing and, um, they loved it, man. They were like, Hey, this is sweet. And I'm like, so what are you, what are you going to do now with this information? And they're like, well, we got to figure out how to make more money. And I'm like, heck yes, you do. What do you suggest? (laughs) And we came up with some cool ideas. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing. I love my kids. They're just the best. So that's my purpose. Knowing that that's my purpose in life is to teach people the skill sets of money making and wealth building that I have, which includes trading, sales, marketing, copywriting, money management, budgeting, investing, right? Like these are all things that I've, I've been learning and I continue to learn. And so, um, knowing that I no longer feel guilty working on my business. Why? Because I'm fulfilling my own personal purpose in addition to my entity's mission, which is to help people do more of the things they love with the people they love most, which my purpose ultimately, my personal purpose ultimately accomplishes for people, including and especially my children. Okay? This is where it gets juicy because now when I'm being with my kids, being with them, not not doing work. There's a difference between not doing work and being with your kids. When I'm actually being with my kids and teaching them and showing them and being an example for them and being a role model for them where they can see me doing the things that I know that I should be doing and choosing the right things and explaining things to them and situations and telling stories with them. When when I'm actually being with the kids, I don't feel guilty at all about not working. Even if I don't finish an email that's supposed to be done that day. I don't care. I don't care. Guilt is gone. Okay? That's where you need to get to. And the only way you can get to there is if you know your own purpose. And if you can angle that purpose for both your entity and your children, it becomes amazing. It becomes absolutely amazing. You like guys, I'm telling you, guilt-free life is 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 a glorious thing. Now, of course, I still feel guilty if I make a wrong decision, <laughs> right? I'm not perfect, right? If I get if I get angry or something like that, I feel guilty, right? Um, but what I'm mostly talking about is the the guilty of a nice guy. The guilt of a nice guy is the problem. This is why that that old saying, "Nice guys finish last," is because nice guys feel guilt no matter what they do. And having that guilt, no matter what you do, is not healthy. And it destroys your mental health as well as other things. Like literally chemical reactions destroying your testosterone, if you're a man, right? And, and all sorts of things, not to mention your self-confidence goes way the crap down. Okay? Get rid of that. That's what I want you to do. Um, I promise you, it's it's not an easy process, but I promise you it's worth it. It's so good. Anyway, guys, that's almost 30 minutes of me chatting, jibber-jabbering. So as a recap, 
<laughs> after all that, there are two mindset aspects when it comes to um, time management. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. Be aware of these two mindset traps. One, that of burnout. Do not burn yourself out. And if you do, walk away. And number two, don't feel guilty. You plan your day in the best possible way possible. And do not feel guilty for executing it the way you're supposed to. Okay? Um, That's it. Okay, so I could have done this in two minutes instead of 28 minutes. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you all. I will talk to you next time.